0: And I have seen students struggle where they go, gosh, I'm making all these offers. And sellers keep saying, I'm coming in too low. I keep getting outbid by people. And I don't understand why, because I'm using this equation and it's not working. The sellers are saying that these people are offering more than me. If you are hearing that from sellers, you are offering too low and you need to give up the equation you're using because your equation isn't working for you in that area. So let's get to the good stuff and what you came for. What does work in every market? What Hey guys, this is Lauren Hardy with Wholesaling Inc. Before I dive into the episode today, I want to let you in on a little secret. I'm releasing a 2.0 version of my program, Virtual Investing Mastery. This is a comprehensive program that'll teach you how I've closed hundreds of real estate deals from across the country. This program is for any experience level. If you've never done a wholesale deal, or maybe you've done deals, but you want to learn how to do them virtually, we have you covered. This program includes the comprehensive Virtual Investing Mastery e-course, weekly live coaching calls, a forum where you can ask me questions every day and monthly in-person meetings at my office in California. Can you really close deals on the other side of the country without leaving your house? The answer is yes. Go to www.virtualinvestingmastery.com and apply today. Now let's get into the episode. So I see it all the time. You want to get into real estate investing, but you don't know where to start. And that's because where you live might not meet your investment goals or the lifestyle you want. You want to invest in real estate, but you feel like where you live, it just doesn't work. Prices are too high for property or real estate doesn't hold that much value. Or maybe you want to be able to travel the world. You don't want to be held down. For most people, it's natural to think that you need to live where you invest, but I'm here to share another perspective with you. Well, I'm here to show you, you don't need to live where you invest, and I'm going to dispel any of those myths where you might think that you are tied to your backyard. And in this specific episode, I am going to actually talk about offer pricing strategies and a big rumor that is going around that... There is one formula that you can use in every single market. In this episode, I am going to share with you why I think the offer pricing calculation, which is the ARV times 70% minus repair rule is dumb. The old ways of thinking is gone. We are now in a virtual world and you can live anywhere and invest where you want. You do not have to invest in your hometown. And in every one of my episodes, I share with you my virtual perspective because everything that I do in my real estate investing business is virtual. So keep listening so you can gain that same perspective and live anywhere, invest where you want. In today's episode, we are going to switch gears. I am going to talk about a simple equation that is floating around like wildfire. Everyone knows this equation, the ARV times 70% rule. And I'm gonna share with you why I think that rule is dumb. I'm gonna share with you why I think using equations to come up with your offer pricing can be a bad idea and why it doesn't actually work in every market. And you see, I have that perspective because I have been in five different markets and every market had a different way of coming up with offer pricing that didn't match the other one. And if I used one equation to come up with offers in all those markets, I would have been leaving a lot of money on the table and not closing a lot of deals. So in this episode, I'm going to give you the reasons why I think that using these equations could really be messing you up in your business. And I'm going to also share with you at the end how we come up with offer pricing as another option, an easier way, a better way that works in every market, because I would know I have that virtual perspective. I've been in a lot of different markets. Now, before we get started, guys, make sure if you know anybody that would benefit from this episode, make sure you share this with a friend and go ahead and find us wherever you listen to this podcast episode and rate and review. It really helps us get our message out to more people when you can do that. Let's get into it. So the ARV times 70% minus repair rule. How many of you guys have heard of this rule? I absolutely have. When I first got started in this business years. Years ago, it was the rule that I heard, and this is the way you come up with offer pricing. And if a seller is any higher than whatever came out of this equation, you say no because it does not meet this rule. And you know what I did? I left a lot of deals on the table. I closed way less deals. I could have done way more and I could have made way more money. But because I was using this very narrow equation, I was losing money. Now, this also goes for any equation. I've heard lots of them. I've heard ARV times 70%. I've heard ARV times 80%. I've heard ARV times 90%. I have heard Zestimate times 067 meaning 67% of Zestimate. I've heard 55% of estimate. I've heard all sorts of equations. And what I'm here to tell you today is that these equations do not always work and they don't work in every territory. There's not one equation that works in all 400 metros in the United States. So why do we use formulas in the first place? Well, number one, I've noticed that people just want to avoid a deeper understanding of the real estate that they're looking at. I understand it. I mean, real estate is complicated. And if you don't have a background in real estate, maybe this is your first year into it, you kind of just want like a quick and easy way to come up with an offer price. So you don't really need to worry about understanding what you're offering on. Number two, it's quick. It's easy. It's fast. And when you're talking to a bunch of sellers and you're generating a lot of leads and you're just busy, you want a quick way to come up with offers to get you out of that analysis paralysis. I mean, coming up with an offer in 90 seconds is a lot easier. Than coming up with an offer in, you know, 30 minutes. And you're thinking that it's going to take you 30 minutes to really understand the real estate. So instead, you resort to using a formula. Number three, you want one. People get so mad, and everybody is an expert, and they argue this thing with me. And I always argue back. Listen, there's just a better way. Okay. You can argue with me until you're blue in the face, but I know a lot of high level people that don't use formulas. Instead, they just understand the real estate values. So people just love the formula thing. I think there is just something where it's hard for people to let go of it. They love it. They love that there's just this easy way for them to come up with offer pricing that just involves a calculator. Number four, it's catchy. Somewhere in real estate, investment education history, there was someone who coined this ARV times 70% minus repair. I would love to meet the person. The thing is that rule has been around since I first got started 10 years ago. And I would argue that the real estate market is pretty different from 10 years ago. So shouldn't our rules change? Now for a disclaimer. So these rules do work sometimes. I'll admit there are times where I could punch in the Zestimate and just punch, you know, 65% of estimate. And sure enough, I actually get close to the offer price I would have made. And sometimes the ARV times 70% rule minus repair, it works. They do work sometimes. And in fact, sometimes we do use equations in my own business when I can't do it the other way. And I'll explain more about that at the end. Sometimes they work, but the problem is they don't work all the time. They don't work in all territories. And I have seen students struggle where they go, gosh, I'm making all these offers and sellers keep saying, I'm coming in too low. I keep getting outbid by people and I don't understand why, because I'm using this equation and it's not working. The sellers are saying that these people are offering more than me. If you are hearing that from sellers, you are offering too low and you need to give up the equation you're using because your equation isn't working for you in that area. So what's wrong with the equation? Number one, it can cause you to come in too high or too low in your offer price. Number two, the same formula, it doesn't work in every market. Number three, sellers don't care about your formula and this is a seller's market. So convincing a seller to work with you and accept your offer It's not gonna be very easy when you say that it's because you came up with it using some formula that they've never heard of and don't care about. Number four, it ignores the understanding of supply and demand in your territory. Number five, your rehab number can be completely off and it would mess up your offer price. It messes up your whole equation. So let's get to the good stuff and what you came for. What does work in every market? What does work is researching what other investors have paid for similar houses just like yours in that area. And that's exactly what my team does. Let me explain it to you in another way. Pretend that you have a used Chevy Tahoe year 1990. You plan on selling this Chevy Tahoe. What do you do you usually go to what, kellybluebook.com and you research what that Chevy Tahoe would go for by you input its information. It's usually gonna ask you the year and you know whether it's in like good condition or fair or poor. And Kelly Blue Book comes up with a price for your Chevy Tahoe based on records of sales of other Chevy Tahoes that were the same year in similar condition. The same thing goes with real estate. Think about it like you're selling a used car. So the first thing we do is we look for properties in the area that have sold to investors. You could do this using Zillow or PropStream. On Zillow, I look for the lowest Valued homes, I click sold and I sort it from low to high. And I look at the ones that went for the lowest. And usually they have photos of dumpy looking homes. And I can usually tell that those were investor purchases from there. But to further verify that they were, in fact, investors, I'll use PropStream because that's where you can see the owner on the tax record and you can see if it's a corporate owned purchase or not. Is it a company that bought it or is it a person? When it's a company, it's a good indicator that that was an investor purchase. I try to find three to five comps in the area that are similar to my home, and I try to get a range. And from there, I will offer the seller something within that range. That is what we do. Now, what happens if we are in an area where you cannot find those comparable sales? Sometimes we get properties in more rural areas outside of the metro, and you just can't find the comparables. Two things could happen here. I might not even offer on that property altogether because I would argue that I can't find a buyer to buy it. If there's no buyers buying here, what am I gonna do after I get it under contract? If I don't personally want to flip the property myself or hold it as a rental, it's really not gonna do anything for me and it's just gonna be a waste of my time. So I might not offer on the property altogether. And in fact, I target my marketing to avoid situations like this, but of course they come up all the time. The second thing is, if I know that, say, it's a good area, but for some reason there's no real viable investor comps, I will use a formula. What I will do is I will look at what this property's highest and best use is, and I'll decide, is it really a better landlord-type purchase? Should this be used as a rental? Will this generate the most amount of income if I sold it to a landlord? Or is this something that really makes sense for a flipper? It's maybe a higher-end neighborhood, but the property needs a lot of work, so it really screams HGT. TV, flip that house, right? I will decide which lane we're in and I will do my own math based on investment criteria that I know is competitive in that area, in that territory, and I will come up with an offer price. So you would argue that yes, there's a formula involved. In fact, I have a flip calculator and I have it free on my website if you want to check it out. And I use that a lot if I determine that this is a good flip opportunity. I know my numbers, I know the cost of what goes into flipping a house. So right there, I know. I have a competitive offer price, and so if I get it under contract, I can come in competitively to the seller because I know all the numbers that go into it, and I can explain to them how I came up with my offer and explain it in a way that makes sense to them. They don't know what ARV times 70 means, but they do know that, hey, your house would maybe sell for this, but I've got to put that into it, and then I've got these fees that go into that. They understand that language, right? So I go from there and that's how we come up with offers when we cannot find verifiable investor purchases in the area. I would say 80% of the time we can find verifiable investor purchases because we work metros. And in this market climate, there are a lot of investors buying and gobbling up homes everywhere. So in that rare situation we can't, I do resort to math. Now I know this is something that It's hard to wrap your head around, especially when you've been taught so long by other educators on other YouTube channels, you know, to use formulas. And I understand why they do it. The reason they do it is they want to knock you out of analysis paralysis and they want to give you something easy that's easy to follow. But- I was you at one point. I was the newer investor who trusted those formulas and ended up leaving a lot of money on the table. There is a point where you need to graduate away from the formula. Think of the formulas as training wheels for you, okay? They're training wheels and you need to take them off to do more deals. That's it guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you think that it could help somebody, make sure you share this with anyone you think would benefit. And if you want to improve your virtual investing game, check out www.virtualinvestingmastery.com to learn about the new 2.0 version of my course, Virtual Investing Mastery. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.